What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army and Offensive Points supporters? Uh, this is Joe here. I'm here with Billy and Joss Hall. And uh, I would just like to thank everybody for the support they've given us. Uh, we're still a, a fairly young podcast, but um, we were looking at some numbers and, uh, and we're getting a lot of supports. Um, so I'd like to shout out to our friends in the UK and uh, Australia there. If you guys hang around later, I got a, a golf tidbit that I think you guys will really like. Um, but uh, starting us off here, guys, it's a beautiful evening. I am happy to talk some football with you. So uh, how are you guys doing? I, I really want to call this the off, off, offensive points posse. Like, I feel like we need a, a there you go. You know what OPP? Yeah, we, I just I feel like that would that should be it. And uh, I really just want to give out a, a give a shout out to our boy Jay Barton. Uh, you know, he is the one and only person who added sure. me and said, "Let's uh, let, me get, let me get that." Oh, is it Fisher? Oh shit, I said Barton. My apologies, John. John, uh, John run John, it back. My run apologies. It back. Run it back. Erase fine... that tape. Erase the tape. All right. Well, anyway, I just want to two dollars now. They're playing each other week one, so I got confused. But John Fisher, I'll get you another dollar for that one, as long as you at me again. Uh, but yeah, no, nobody took me up on that, so we are one dollar in the hole, gentlemen. But uh, no, I uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I think it'll be a good issue uh, episode. Sorry, I do magazines too. It's a confusing time for me. What about the the possums? OPP isn't there? Isn't possums kind of spelled like that? Can we like do the that? posse and just no. make our mascot be the possums, please? I'm 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 down. I still got to create a logo, so we got time for this. But anyway, um, let's uh, let's let's get to it. Nobody wants to hear me ramble about things that aren't. Uh... So Billy, explain this game for us. Okay, so we're gonna play a game this week called the Circle Game. Are you, you all familiar with the <laughs> Netflix show The Circle? Not at all. Literally, could not be more uh, uh, un, un unofficial with it. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't Can you know. give us a backstory about what it is? So the net Netflix show, which is massively popular, by the way, at the, eventually we're going to do a pop culture quiz on this podcast. Just and so we you, lost. Good. We are going to anything anything with, that's Good happened job. in the last anything that's happened in the last year. I'm just going to ask you all and see if you all even faintly know about it. I know what anyway. an Infinity Stone is now, so that's. We're battle, making right? progress. There's three yeah. of them, right? Uh, okay, double that, but sure, whatever. Um, so Better the circle known. is a game where it has amount of players involved, and then you vote one player out of the circle. 
So we are going to do a version of that with football players. We're going to have four players, and we're going to vote one of them out of the circle. So on the show, what happens to the person when they're voted off? It's like survival. Are they devoured by they, sharks? Or? They get blocked. Well, they all live in an apartment building, and they get blocked, and they have to leave the circle, and then they add more people throughout the season in the circle. Um, it's a whole thing. You should it's watch like some the Jersey show. Shore it, shit or what? It's it sounds, not Jersey Shore. It's a reality show. It sounds they're, like Survivor with extra steps. Do you all really want me to explain the show that much? No, I doubt you all want to know about it. Because it involves like catfishing and like all sorts of stuff. Well, Players okay, have fish each other. No, no, no. You got, you got me now. I, I want to know about it now. No, okay, kidding. well, whatever. So basically, we're just going to have, we've got eight different categories, tiers of players. I'm going to say four names. And then the three of us are going to go around, say the player that we would vote out of the circle. And then if we all agree, we can maybe give a couple reasons why the people that are staying in the circle belong there. If we disagree, we can kind of make our case to why that player should be out of the circle, why that player is not in the tier with the rest of the players. Um, do you all understand the game? Yeah, I understand that. But like the, the, yeah. whole, the whole TV show, no, I don't. I still don't understand the show. <clears throat> I hate you both so much. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I'm not going to explain the show. Watch the show. You'll watch one episode. You'll fucking understand it. No, I don't think I will. I doubt you all will. Yeah, go to Avengers. You happy? Popular things. I, I know you all hate popular things, so that wouldn't make any sense to watch it. Okay. Well, we'll just start with the first category on the list. And this is a QB category between Dak right. Prescott, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. Before Joe, what? Okay. Oh, I was gonna say before I make my selection, is this redraft or is this uh, a dynasty? So th- this is literally what you think they're gonna do this season. Okay, like, so redraft basically. Ba- basically, yeah, because dynasty wise, it would probably change a lot of these. But just redraft. What do you think they're gonna do this season, Joe? Of those four quarterbacks, who are you voting out? Get Joe Burrow out of there, man. Um, Dak, if he would have been healthy all year, I think would have won a bunch of fancy championships. Herbert took a bunch of teams to the fancy championships. And Allen, we all know what he did. Um, you're talking about, you can make the argument here, but Dak, Herbert, and Allen, you throw Mahomes, throw Rodgers in there if he plays and is not hosting Jeopardy. But I would say top seven, um, Burrow. I don't. I would not feel comfortable taking Joe Burrow as my starting quarterback this year. Um on that one. I mean, if you wait a long time, Burrow would be a good one, but the jury's out on him, man. He didn't have any spectacular games last year. Um, I don't see how a rookie wide receiver, even though Chase is awesome, I don't see how that vaults him into the category with those guys at all. Yeah. I uh so you're you're talking basically this is like that tier one, almost tier two tier one and tier two quarterbacks right here. And I, I'm gonna have to say the same. Uh definitely Joe Burrow. Dak is uh, definitely a conversation to be in the first tier and definitely the top of the second tier. Josh Allen is clearly first tier right under Mahomes, in my opinion. And then Herbert has that possibility to be a little higher. Burrow, I think, had they drafted an offensive lineman or had they done anything in the offseason to protect him, uh, I think he would be up there. But I think his talent's there. And I think maybe in Dynasty that would be him, but I'd have to vote Burrow out here. Um, he's definitely blocked on social media for me. 
needs to so, burrow his way out of this tier. Oh, God. <laughs> I think he's a valid or third, we'll chase third, him out of there. I'm not saying I wouldn't want Joe Burrow on my fantasy team. I just think if I had the choice between those three, he's definitely the fourth. So I picked Burrow as well. I think him and Herbert are kind of might be around the same level this season. Herbert obviously showed a lot more last season, but he also didn't get hurt last season. So there is a shot of that, but it's it's Burrow for me right now because I, I'm just not sure with the talent around him and what he's going to be able to accomplish this season. Dak and Josh Allen, I think, are at the upper echelon of quarterbacks this year. So, yeah, for me, it would be Burrow as well. Okay, well, let's move on to our next batch of quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield. Josh, you would like to kick us off with this. This group, who are you voting out? This one is definitely tougher. Uh, I I played this game wrong the first time I uh, sent you my answers because I thought it was the best of them, and I actually did it on the second time I sent them to. I, I, I'd have to say... Ugh. It's tough, but it's, Trevor Lawrence or Tua got has got to be out. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. I like what Miami's been building with uh, with uh, around Tua and just in general with all those first round picks. I think that they have the value to potentially trade mid season too to boost that team even more. Say there's a wide receiver on the ropes or uh, just another offensive lineman or running back. Uh, I think I think Tua is going to have a good year here, um, and I, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a good year. But I think he is a rookie. I think it's going to be very similar to Joe Burrow experience, hopefully with less ACL tears. Um, but I, I, I just I got to vote Trevor Lawrence out here just because of his simple fact that he is a rookie. Yes, he's the best rookie of the year, but in redraft purposes, I, I I'm not saying I don't want him, but Lamar easily over him. And as much as I don't really like Baker, he does put up points lately. Uh, I think Tua is going to have a good fantasy season, so I got to go with Trevor Lawrence out. For me, it will be Tua getting voted out of the circle. One simple reason: I did not like his game last season. Like I, I didn't really like find what they saw in him to leave him in over Fitzpatrick, and that shit scares the hell out of me right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie, so I can understand that, but I understand why people don't like him and the talent there for him to throw to is DJ Chark and Tim Tebow. So I understand why Trevor Lawrence might be voted out of a lot of people's circles. But for me, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope that he can figure it out between Etienne being a wide receiver, whoever he's got to throw the ball to. That's fine with me. I'm going to go Tua, though, because I, although I like the talent they brought there, Will Fuller and uh, Jalen Waddell, I'm going to go Tua getting voted out. I, I just – I don't see – I okay, I, I completely agree. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick should have been the starting quarterback for the at least the majority of that year. They were in playoff contention and winning record when they replaced him, which was kind of silly, or at least 500. But now there's no competition there. He is not getting replaced by Jacoby Brissett by any means. I do like the Waddle Fuller additions. Uh, Devontae Parker is an elite wide receiver. And honestly, some of the some of the young guys there, but like Jakeem Grant, Lynn Bowden, still haven't really seen anything from him. Uh, that running back backfield is a real big question mark right now. I still have a feeling they'll probably add someone like Devonta Freeman or Gurley or something, one of those veterans out there, just to add to that backfield. But I think the arguments there that Tua, it, it's it's sink or swim, and I just think that he's going to swim. I just, I, I mean, he's a dolphin. Why wouldn't he? 
All right, Joe, what I, do you think? I think I screwed up this game again, but I'm going to go ahead and stay with the circumstances of the game here, Bill. Don't get all frustrated yes. with me. I see okay. you, man. You no, can't I see don't... Billy. He's got his hands on his face. He's all. I'm he's good. All Not a visual medium, for you to... so I appreciate this, you all. This tier for me reminds me of a dumpster outside of a restaurant right here. And I'm going to vote Lamar out of this circle for the sole purpose of saving him from this because none of these guys even compare halfway to Lamar in this, in this right here. And it's like with that dumpster that you have at the restaurant, you, you would not find a perfectly cooked filet mignon sitting on top of that dumpster. Right. So some people, some people send back their steaks because they, you know, it's undercooked or overcooked. Hey, I used so, to I work mean, in a restaurant, man. We eat that shit. So that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So, I mean, get the hell out of here. Um, Lamar is a stud. Uh, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm not drafting him and expecting anything this year. Two is an interesting one, um, but I, I think him, Baker, and Trevor Lawrence are all kind of in that tier to where I'm not trusting them to lead my team. Lamar Jackson absolutely would lead my team. I, this I is know. this is about this the year might be a surprise. Just saying, you are a big Baker fan, Lamar. so I understand your <laughs> okay, follow up here. with that, Billy. No, 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 to Lamar. I think it's going to be oh. a shockingly. Ugh, year from I think Just they drafted saying. they drafted Bateman. They got the other wide receiver. They got Sammy Watkins. They added firepower to that offense. Is he going to learn how to throw the ball? He doesn't he not know how to throw the, the ball. ball. He Just had, fine. He had no one to throw to. It wasn't Dude, that he, he couldn't throw that. the ball. Marquise they Brown's had lot, there. They had, I mean, they had drops from Andrews and Marquise Butterfingers Brown, but. Basically, what, what it comes down to is Marquise Brown is not Antonio Brown, and I think that's what they were banking on. But he's still good. They got Sammy Watkins there. They got Bateman there. Mark he's Andrews not a is his one. favorite guy. No, he's not. And I think he, I think Bateman don't think can Lamar slide Jackson that role. Is the number one quarterback. No, oh. no, no. I meant I meant oh. uh, I he meant was talking about Marquise, Marquise Brown, Brown is a, a number oh. one wide receiver. And hopefully no, Bateman's Bateman a number be. one wide receiver. Hopefully we went over this a million times. He's going to be a stud I, I think, uh, and honestly, I, I walked into a team with Lamar Jackson on it, which some dude sandbagged and traded way too much for him. But I'm not upset about having him because I think Lamar Jackson can, and he's going to have to figure it out before too long because he can't run the, his entire life. He's You've seen these mobile quarterbacks. Exactly they're going to have to learn. No, but he's, he, he's been trying. They just didn't have anyone. I think Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Boykin, whatever, Tylen Wallace. Wallace. I mean, they yeah. got they got they got people there. Duvernay, he was a rookie last year, behind or maybe two years ago with Marquise Brown, and then French. Mark Duvernay, Duvernay, and then Mark Andrews, <laughs> who is his favorite wide receiver or wide receiver as a tight end. Much and then is. those those running backs can catch balls too. I just I I like Lamar here. I think he's going to play a little bit more well rounded football this year. I agree with Joe. He doesn't really belong in this class. Okay, thanks, Josh. It's an opinionated thing. Let's move on to the next tier. We're going to move on to wide receivers now. We've got two categories of wide receivers. We'll start with what is probably the elite tier. Uh, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or Stephon Diggs. Joe, wanted, who are you voting out of the circle? I'm voting Hopkins out of that circle there. Um, I love DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he is an absolute stud, but I'm going to base this solely off of the quarterbacks throwing to them. You have Aaron Rodgers, again, if he's not on Jeopardy. Uh, Tyreek Hill has Patrick Mahomes, who might be the greatest to ever do it. And Stephon Diggs has Josh Allen, who can just throw it all over. I am not sold on Kyler um, at all. I really don't see it. I think he's talented. Uh, he really needs to show me the next step here. But 
his connection with Hopkins, again, aside from the Jordan glove game where he jumped all over the defense, caught the Hail Mary, Hopkins had some monster games there. But I just, for me, it seems as though the defenses are just going to continue to key in on Hopkins. A.J. Green does nothing for me. Um, Rondale Moore does nothing for me this year. Andy Isabella, that train has floated. And if Larry Fitzgerald does come back, is he coming back yet? No. No, not yet. Well, he's, he's not done. he's not retired. He just hasn't been but signed yet. I just I don't think there's anything that <clears throat> pushes Hopkins above any of these players here. I mean that's where I see it. So okay. I, I agree. I, I actually made a bet with you that I think I still lost, even though because of Hopkins' couple of big games. I agree with you in the fact that you say Hopkins is kind of the outlier of this tier. Um I'm gonna say that. I think he has a better year this year. I think especially with uh, a couple years, or the, the year under his belt with Kyler, I think they're going to build a connection. I think it's going to be a lot like Deshaun Watson where he just throws the ball up to him and he gets some points. My my vote out here is Devontae Adams, and it's nothing against his talent. My problem is it, it's May 19th right now when we're recording this, May 20th when you're listening to it, maybe later. Uh, but as of right now, we have no idea what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers is gone, the – best that they get is Derek Carr or Drew Locke or Daniel Jones. And I don't think that he'll have a bad year by any means, no matter who, or Jordan Love, if if they don't get a quarterback in return for the Aaron Rodgers trade, or if he just sits out or something. I just, right, as of right now, I'm more worried about, it comes down to what Joe said with the quarterbacks. Yes, right now, Adams, Tyreek, and Diggs all have the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, arguably Brady too, but uh, fantasy wise, those three are the best uh, fantasy quarterbacks. But as of right now, uh, we don't know what the heck's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I just, I have to vote out Adams because of the uncertainty. It'd be so like if, if Rodgers plays, does that sway you at all on this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It would be, it would be Hopkins after that. Hopkins is definitely the next one, but I just, as of right now, it's pretty clear that, that Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay, and I just have to go ahead and vote for that. I think Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in the league, arguably the second best. Uh, but, yeah, just right now with a with a crap quarterback. I mean, he's had Aaron Rodgers this whole year. You saw how Randall Cobb went whenever he left and how some of these wide receivers. Jordy Nelson was a great example of it. Aaron Rodgers makes people look good. Not saying Devontae Adams isn't good, but, you know, without Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a different ballgame. He's not going to get those 14 targets a game. Yeah, I had voted out Adams for the same reasons Josh has stated. Um, this tier is kind of the like, our the team didn't address a second wide receiver in the draft. I mean, I guess Rondale Moore is kind of he's for Hopkins, but I mean he's like five nine, so I don't really know if that's competition per se. Kyler will not but, be able to see that man at all. That'll be interesting. I do like how y'all are digging on Kyler Murray, the number one fantasy quarterback last year, given hey, that I, was through, for his, through his legs, but it's still, you know, he was still like, number one last year. I like Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are better in general. And I honestly, I don't, I don't hate the Buffalo Bills depth at wide receiver. I know it's not great, but Cole Beasley is a freaking monster. And I thought it was just a Cowboys thing. And I naturally hated him just because of being an Eagles fan, but he actually is really phenomenal. And then the Emmanuel Sanders deal, I know he's not going to be a very fantasy relevant player, but he's going to catch balls and it's going to help Josh Allen's stats. I mean, Gabriel Davis is pretty decent as well. I know Joe tried to trade him to me in a couple leagues. And I mean, they got some young guys behind all that too. And then 
I mean, their tight end's pretty weak, but I think that they could, with those running backs again, Zach Moss and Singletary, uh, even a little addition of Matt Breida, like there's there's some points for Josh Allen out there. Uh, I just, yeah, I got to go with, I got to go with Adams just because of uncertainty. It's, it'd be, be like, it's, it's going to be whoever gets hurt in this tier as the, the one out, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I, I struggled with it because of, <clears throat> I struggled between Terry Kill and Hopkins. Um, I mean, what Hill did last year was incredible, but the way he plays, the style that they use him at, I mean, <clears throat> he's not guaranteed a monster game every single game. And we saw that. Uh, especially in the Super Bowl, and they completely shut everybody down. But uh, I think as far as, you know, what they want to do, they want to run that through Kelsey and then take the deep shots, the wide receivers there, Hill obviously being the one of them. But Adams is definitely the top dog. Hopkins is the top dog, and Diggs is the top dog. In my opinion, Tyreek has to battle with Kelsey quite a bit there um, on that. So that was my other thought of possibly going Hill there. Okay, so yeah. here, here's a question I've got. So of those four, who has the least chance of repeating what they did last season stat-wise? Because they all had incredible fantasy Diggs. seasons. Diggs. Uh, what he did, no, no, right. and I'm not right. saying he's not – he's phenomenal. He beat me in the fantasy football championship, and I'm really mad about it still, and I will never let it go. But what he did last year was ungodly. And even he'll still have a phenomenal year, but there's no way he replicates those stats. It's it's just almost impossible. Fair enough. Those okay. other guys all did really well as well. I mean, I think Hopkins, if anything, is has the best chance to improve because of how I wouldn't say mediocre, mediocre for a top five wide receiver. Yeah. And Kyler had some injury issues late last season, which severely hurt Hopkins um, when that happened. Um, all right, let's move on to the next set of wide receivers, which, in my opinion, is equally hard. Um, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Justin Jefferson. Josh, who are you voting out of the circle? So I will say this one was really tough because this is yeah. a really phenomenal tier. Like this is really the like five through eight wide receivers right here. Like it's really tough to say this person's out. I'm gonna go with just sheer. Uh, like opportunity here because Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown and DK all have the lion's share of targets. I think DK is probably the closest to not having maybe Justin Jefferson. I, I have to vote out Calvin Ridley simply because as of right now, they haven't traded Julio, although we will touch on that later, but the amount of sheer talent that is on Atlanta right now, um, offensive talent that is, Kyle I Pitts mean, too. Um, there is two tight ends that are on the team that could potentially steal some targets. Uh, one of them being Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's the, we'll get into that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to, you guys are bringing this up. If you guys have listened you to any of our podcasts, I, I was just naming. No, some I'm, names. I'm just saying like, even behind that, like they have, they have the wide receivers there, even if they trade Julio. And I mean, there's, I just, I have to vote out Ridley just simply because of as of right now he has the most competition. The other guys, I voted, I voted Ridley as well because for the same thing. There's just too much competition for him on the thing or on the. But he's he's amazing. At the same time, would it shock me if he was wide receiver two or three this season overall? No, I mean he has that amount of talent with Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, we're talking yeah, about sure. the difference between wide receiver seven and wide receiver six at this point. You know, what I mean? exactly. it's not it's, they're they're all so close to each other that it's tough to say, hey, that's just I just went off of sheer just competition, basically. All right, I'd Joe, say it's between think? Ridley and Brown. Um, <clears throat> here's my thing with AJ Brown. I'm going to throw a little curveball here. They lost Corey Davis, which isn't 
earth shattering by any means, but they also lost Janu, which really kind of makes their offense. I mean, we know Henry's going to run the ball. We know Henry's going to get the ball, but I mean, are we really expecting AJ Brown to be a dominant receiver the same way he was last year? I mean, I'm not denying his talent in the least bit, but if anyone could take a hit, I mean, I could see Justin Jefferson getting more of the offense. I could see Ridley getting more of the offense, especially if Julio's gone. They need to admit that DK is their is their guy there. Um, but AJ Brown, I mean, you're asking the guy to carry the entire offense um, with uh, Derrick Henry uh, on that one, and I am interested to see how that all plays out. So I actually think the opposite here. I uh, I think uh, fun fact. I think Ferkser is a, a tight end steal, especially for uh, redraft leagues. Like that's a that's one of those guys you get in the tenth at, at the tenth tight end kind of guy who could just slide right in because Johnu, as good as he is, he didn't do anything that was abnormal. He just caught a lot of balls. He got he got the he got the opportunity basically. And uh, I think we're underwriting Josh Reynolds here. I think Josh Reynolds has been buried on that Rams depth chart for a long time. And that's the number two guy there now. I think he's going to have himself a good year. But at the same time, I think we're also undervaluing A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a sheer talent. Uh, I'm debating whether or not keeping him in a league because of how great he is. Uh, I know that it does scare me because I'm not discounting A.J. Brown at all. No, I'm interested to see how that plays out with that the whole structure in the offense right there i get it when you trade the number two wide receiver and and also a tight end in addition i mean you don't want a sink or swim option where it's like hey we cover aj brown we cover their pass game i think josh reynolds steps up a little bit as that number two guy it's more of a he's kind of more of a slot guy too so aj brown runs on that outside route i think that there's going to be a little bit more competition there uh, and I don't think they can just hone in on AJ Brown. So I think AJ Brown still has a phenomenal year. And honestly, probably one of, especially in this tier has the best chance to be in that like top three. I, oh, I, I completely agree with you. This gives me a good chance to bring up a sleeper that I missed last week. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, which could line up opposite him. Cause Josh Reynolds would go in the slot. Des Fitzpatrick has a clear path to being the second wide receiver on the team. Um, I don't know if, you know, if they're going to use them like that yet, but I just wanted to bring him back up because I've been seeing a ton of talk from Tennessee reporters in camp about how awesome he's been looking. So I just want to throw his name out there because even in redraft, I think that he might be viable if they do intend on using him as the second wide receiver outside. He has to wear number 88, right? He would think so. As of yeah. right now, he is number 10. What? I don't know. That's what I see on the depth chart. But no, no. So uh, Billy Billy did tweet about this, and I completely thought he was talking about the guy from the Browns, the rookie wide receiver, because he had the fastest speed in the on the 40. And you know what that means. He's compared to? Tyreek Hill. Our Tyreek boy. Hill. Because anyone, anyone who's fast is Tyreek Hill. But anyway. Uh, no, I, I, I get it though, Joe, AJ Brown, uh, that second wide receiver being traded. It's a scary situation. I mean, there's a lot of references to where the second wide receiver got traded and the one number one, look at Juju and Juju was the number two wide receiver. And then Antonio, well, he didn't get traded. He did whatever he did. Uh, and, uh, and then, I mean, even, even as far as, uh, another situation where like AJ green, like when Sanu left, like there was a weird, he got injured. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, 
some wide receivers don't operate the same when there's no other person. And when they get double covered, I mean, nope, not everybody's Calvin Johnson that could take a double coverage and just do it anyway. And I'm not saying Corey Davis was anything special, but he definitely demanded attention. He ended uh, up very there. high on his stats though last year. Like he oh, ended yeah. up a, well, what, just, probably a 20 wide receiver. Like, yeah. But I was watching, you know, I was watching AJ Brown last year. A lot of his stuck or his stuff came yard after catch. I mean, he would catch it and run. He was a yak monster on that. And I just feel like, you know, if the defense really only has to key in on Henry and him, then they stay in the middle of the field a little bit more. And those, those lanes aren't quite as open. Yeah, that's true. Corey, Corey Davis was the number 29 wide receiver last year. I mean, that's, that's not bad for, I mean, he had a real, he he's, he's had a real tough time about it. And I mean, it's good to see him coming up and I, I'm interested to see what he does this year. He got paid. He did he get did. paid. All right. Well, I'm going to leave off with the fun fact that DK Metcalf and AJ Brown were on the same college team and they were trash. That team was trash. So that is kind of hilarious. Hey, man, college stats aren't everything. Uh, That's um, factual. Who is throwing them the ball? Damn. It's it's actually a wide receiver that you would know, too. All right. Quarterback, quarterback that you would know. I was going to say, if it's a wide receiver that we know, (laughs) that's not not a wide receiver. He didn't pull a Ryan Tannehill. Um, who was a wide receiver at Texas A&M and then became a quarterback, which is wild. All right, so we'll move on to running back. Um, our first tier of running backs are kind of the cream of the crop. We have Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and Christian McCaffrey. Josh, who are you voting now? Now, this one was really tough for me. Uh, I mean, it's you're talking about the top tier. Um so I, I kind of went on the same topic of what I did with Adams. I had to, I had to vote out Aaron Jones. Um, and that's actually not only because of Aaron Rodgers, but he just, it, it's almost like he, he almost doesn't belong here. Like he's definitely like the fourth or fifth guy, but CMC Henry Barkley. I mean, those are the top three, if not top three and four kind of guys. Um, CMC and Barkley both had uh, injuries or coming off injuries. So I mean, they're they're uh, they're going to have interesting starts this season. It looks like they're both going to be healthy. Henry is obviously a monster, and I, I'm glad to see it. Uh, but I got to go with Aaron Jones simply because of uh, I want to see what AJ Dillon can do, and I also don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. I think what Jamal Williams had at, on that on that team for share of runs and passes it was weird. I played against Danny a couple times who had in one of our leagues who had Aaron Jones. Danny. And- Jamal, hey Danny. Shout uh, out Danny. Uh, Jamal Williams just was on. He was on the field for like possessions, like multiple possessions in a row. It wasn't like, uh, oh hey, let's throw him in on third down, or let's like he's our third down back or whatever. So the fact that they swap him like they do, I imagine that will continue. And I feel like AJ AJ Dillon might be a good sleeper for like late rounds, uh, just to see. I mean, what he can do. And I mean, I like Aaron Jones. I, I think what he's done is great. And honestly, I'm glad to see that Green Bay's got him still because there was a huge like, are they going to keep him? They keep drafting running backs, and I don't think Green Bay knows I what Green Bay's traded so bad <clears throat> or go somewhere else so bad. I mean, I agree. But, yeah, was... yeah, that's that's my guy on those four just because. All of... right, Joe, who do you think? No, oh, I'm on Jones too. Um, I mean, out of the top of them, you you really have you know in CMC. Barkley and Henry, you have the top dog, the true three down back and everything that's going to take everything. I would not be surprised to see them rotate Christian McCaffrey out 
more this year, especially with my boy Chubba there. Chubba Hub. Uh, Chubba Hub. Um, but, I mean, I think last year with CMC, they realized, you know, running him into the dirt that much is taking a toll. So I could see them rotating him, but not taking a huge slice of the pie. Barkley the same way. I think they're going to rotate a little bit more. Henry, I mean, I think they're just going to run him straight into the ground. And Aaron Jones, I mean, they like Josh said, A.J. Dillon, he's coming up there. Um, I don't know how much he actually takes there, but I don't see Jones as the true three-down. He has the skill set for it, but I don't see him being the true three-down back because they do want that rotation there. Yeah, and I, it's probably smart in reality. And actually, I know this isn't part of this, but can we talk about Mike Davis? Like, he has the opportunity to start for Atlanta right now. As, as of this moment, they don't have Gurley. They don't have Ito. They got some other random guys, Brian Hill. and is there It's almost like there? you looked into the next tier of players and are bringing up a player that we're about to talk about. We are. Actually, a couple I, of minutes. I, I did not look at that, and that is not my answer at all. Jesus but I just in general. Christ. Sorry, my apologies. Billy, how do you feel about those guys? Good God. Okay. Well, my vote actually is going to be the controversial one. I'm going Christian McCaffrey and it's purely out of not knowing how the offense is going to function with Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know if they're, are they going to make Sam Darnold? Are they going to give him confidence and have him pass the ball, which I mean, Christian McCaffrey can do, but are they going to try to force him to pass to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore? Um, Sam Darnold can't pass. I feel like Kanye right now. I'm going to let you finish, but this is what we don't know. Like it's a it's a mystery. Like that's what I'm saying. The other three, you know what they're going to do because the the plan is set in place. And Carolina, can you say confidently you know that they're going to use Christian McCaffrey in the uh, same clip that they used him this year? We're talking about last fantasy. year. We're we're talking about fantasy football. So yes, I know that he's going to get points. I know that they probably will give him a little bit of rotation, but even with Sam, even with Sam Darnold here. I still think Christian McCaffrey is at, and maybe he's not the number one overall, but he is definitely a number two or number three. I wouldn't be upset if you drafted him number one. I can understand why you wouldn't draft him number one, Saquon or Zeke or Henry here. But I think that you can't rule CMC out. That dude has had trash Cam Newton, and I love Cam Newton. So the fact that I'm saying, but he had trash, trash Cam Newton for a couple of years, and then he had Teddy Bridgewater, who was good, and I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, and I'm rooting for him, but. He hasn't had the best quarterbacks. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to hurt his fantasy value. I think that their team that is not going to do good, and they will be drafting in the top ten. But you guys ever see that video where the guy walks out of his house in the morning, and the whole driveway is iced over, and he goes to get in his truck, then he falls, spills coffee all over himself, and then keeps falling like all the way down the driveway. That's Sam Darnold. <laughs> he wakes up. That's the first thing that happens to him. Um, <laughs> I have no faith in it. So for that alone, I think if they want to have any offense whatsoever, CMC has to be highly, highly utilized um, on that one. So I'm just saying the most unknown of those four for me Dude, is him. And you know what I want to see? They changed things about the offense. I want to see. I can let's see go, where you're from. Let's go a little XNFL. Let's go XFL and say Sam Darnold fucking sucks and he's just terrible. My boy, PJ Walker, the XFL MVP, even though it didn't happen, is their backup. And he looked good in XFL, and he looks good in anything he's done so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing PJ Walker if Sam Darnold fails. I And I also think that that tremendously helps uh, McCaffrey's value. But I think that you never doubt McCaffrey's value. I mean, the only thing that would make me doubt him is coming off that injury. I mean, how 
how he looks afterwards. But I, I think it's Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the best running back in the National Football League. I think that he's going to be fine. I think he's over going... Derrick Henry. Yes, I do. Okay. I I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, yes Derrick Henry has a, a great offensive line and a great quarterback or good quarterback I don't want to give Tannehill too much credit here and AJ Brown and then they had John U so yes there was already an offense behind that I get that Carolina didn't have an offense but they haven't had an offense in years I mean they had good wide receivers and an okay quarterback I mean no tight end to speak of other than Greg Olson who was over the hill by the time that McCaffrey came along anyway so I mean in reality I think McCaffrey the reason he's going to get fancy points is because he's so great and that he's going to get so much work, even with a limited touch or situation. I mean, he catches balls, hopefully, and PPR. I mean, if this was non-PPR, then I, I could understand the argument here. Okay. Well, we will move on to the next batch of running backs. Josh has already previewed one of them. But <laughs> we have Najee Harris, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, and Chase Edmonds. Joe. Who are you voting out? I'm going to vote out Chase Edmonds. Um, <clears throat> this one was really hard for me. I think uh, Najee, Gaskin, and Davis are true starters here. Um, Edmonds very well could be the starter come the season. Um, James Conner has not shown much in the in recent years um, on that one. So I could easily see where Edmonds would be the starter. I've actually I've been pretty high on Chase Edmonds. I think he's extremely talented. Uh, but Arizona obviously does not have a lot of faith in him um, as being the number one true back. I think Mike Davis showed last year that he can be very um, adequate for the role of the number one running back there. Uh, Gaskin, I do believe it's his show until someone else emerges. And Najee, I mean, I think they're just going to throw everything the guy can handle at him because they have no one else to speak of on that team. Yeah, so I'm going to have to hard disagree with you on that one. So I think I understand where you're coming from with the uh, Chase Edmonds deal, but I think the reason that they got Connor was because they got him to be the second guy. Like, I just – I see Chase Edmonds as that starter there. Um, I understand that it'll be a split backfield, but I, I think it'll be a true split. I don't think James Connor has done anything efficient since the one year that Le'Veon Bell left, and after that he hasn't just hasn't been there. Um I actually didn't play this one fairly on my, my end because I think there's one person here that truly doesn't belong. I did what Joe did earlier, the dumpster fire uh, comment. Najee Harris doesn't belong in this. Gaskin, Mike Davis, and Chase Edmonds are all going to have competitions and be in some sort of split backfield. Najee Harris has that thing lined up. I mean, they have no one else there. It is Najee Harris' show. He is going to come out blazing. It's going to be like Jonathan Taylor – it's going to be, and I'm not comparing them, I'm just comparing the, the situation. Um, but Najee Harris is a true runner. Uh, Pittsburgh loves those guys. Look at Jerome Bettis. I mean, look at Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell was a different kind of talent, to be fair. But um, I just, I see Najee Harris just Saquon Barkleying these this fucking shit. I know he wasn't drafted this high, but I think Pittsburgh reached for him there early for a reason. They got rid of Connor. They didn't like what they saw after Bell left other than the one year where he did good. And they, they, they held on to him for a couple of years. They wanted to see what he could do. I think Najee Harris does not belong in this class. I think the rest of them are in split backfields. I like any four, all four of these. If I had to vote anyone out, it'd probably be Gaskin just because I don't believe in uh, Miami's run game with their ridiculous amount of like mediocre running backs. But uh, I like Chase Edmonds. I like Mike Davis, especially right now. Um, I like that he's getting a shot. 
because he's been in a lot of weird backfields, the Bears uh, and uh, behind McCaffrey. And he did okay in Carolina, but once again, he's not McCaffrey, and Carolina's pretty much trash. So, Yeah, I picked Edmonds just because I don't want them to use James Conner now that he's there, but I just have this, like, eerie feeling in my head, even though that Chase Edmonds is clearly the better back, that they're just going to, like, throw Connor in there for you know 30 percent of the game and that's just gonna eat Edmonds value by the end of it um Gaskin I believe in Davis I think is gonna be the best running back in this this batch Harris the only reason I don't trust Harris is because their O-line is trash it's trash and he's not gonna have any holes to run through because O-line's trash and you really, so you really think James Connor is better than Chase Edmonds no, no, no. Okay. I'm saying no. that I think the Cardinals think that. And I think uh, the Cardinals I, I, are going I to focus. Oh, the Cardinals drove me nuts last year, dude. Edmonds was clearly the best back on that team. Over Drake, but, clearly. Yeah, clearly, 100%. And he was getting, I mean, he was getting touchdowns. He was picking up chunk yardage. He was getting first downs from a fantasy. And he was the pass catcher, too. From a fantasy aspect, he was killing it. From a reality aspect, he was killing it. And then they just kept throwing Drake in there and giving him 70% of the touches as soon as he came back and I understand that you're paying the man and all that stuff, but Edmonds was giving you a better chance to win and they still don't do that. And so they doubled down this off season by bringing Connor in there. And that's my biggest thing with Edmonds is like, you know, the talents there, but clearly Kingsbury and the Arizona front office is not, I don't know. Kyler if Murray is your running serial or what? I, I look at it more. Kyler as Murray's your running back. I yeah, that's fair. I, I look at more as an insurance policy with James Conner. I think Chase Edmonds, it's like kind of like an Eckler Melvin Gordon situation. Chase Edmonds is gonna get those pass catching downs. He's gonna be more efficient than James Conner. James Conner is gonna carry get into that chunk, but I just I, I clearly think Chase Edmonds is the way I think we all agree that he's the way better running back, and I think it's gonna show quickly. I think James Conner is gonna have, you know, 10, 12 cat 12, 10, 12 carries a game and maybe a catch. But I think Chase Edmonds is looking at that 15 rushes and some chunk plays and probably five. Well, at least Connor, targets, Connor is going to halt the offense. They have Kyler Murray there. They're going to want to go fast. Edmonds is, is just makes the most sense. Like if they want to keep this speed going on the field, you got to keep Edmonds in there. Connor is just, I mean, maybe he's a goal line guy. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know why they would use him because he's not like one of those break a 30 yard run kind of guys. Like, churn the five yards out at a time i don't really know i don't i don't know i don't know why they would have brought him there but they did and hopefully they see what the rest of us see in camp and we don't have to worry about this problem when the season starts okay we're gonna move on to the handcuff running back tier um these are just all players that there's another person in the backfield but this person might have a lot of value this year um it's javante williams Travis Etienne, Kenyon Drake, and Ronald Jones. Joe, out of those four, who are you going to vote out? I'm voting Drake out. Um, continuing our last conversation, I don't think Kenyon Drake is anything special at all. Um, these running backs, um, if the starter were to go down, they all immediately are thrust into a starting role on this one. I think uh, Etienne has a great shot at doing some great things. Javante Williams. Awesome. Ronald Jones. I mean, if Ronald Jones could catch a damn ball, there really wouldn't be a argument for who would be the number one running back in Tampa. Uh, Kenyon Drake 
one, I don't think he's that talented, but two, they shipped off their entire line this offseason. So if Jacobs gets hurt and Drake's a starter, I don't think he has enough juice on his own to really make anything happen. Where these other guys, I think, have a lot of juice to make a lot of stuff happen. I'm very high on all the other running backs. Um, Drake, in my opinion, I just I would not roster him at all. I I completely agree. And poor Josh Jacobs, man. Like just signing a running back for no reason, getting rid of the O line for no reason. I mean, maybe there was a reason. I mean, they they have some guys behind there that it's not a big deal, but it, it is. I mean, you get rid of three offensive linemen, that's going to be a problem. One of which you already had a replacement for, but it's rough. I, I agree with your Drake comment. I don't really like him. I'm I voted voted out Ronald Jones because I just fucking hate Tampa Bay's running backs. I they're all good running backs. They Dio's just, the number one, baby. Dude, they need to stop, man. Tampa is just that team that like I don't want anyone unless it's Godwin. I I take Evans and uh, Brady's honestly not that terrible, but I I barely want Gronk. Like I know Gronk's the guy, but there's still there's still people behind him. Got OJ Howard. Do they still have Brady? I don't even know. God, I hope not. He's, they're, they're, he's still on the roster. Their team is just like there's too much. Pe- there's too many people there. They don't use Rojo right. I think he, yes, he could catch some balls better, but I think he's a great he running can't back. Do it. I, I he could catch them he better is what I'm saying. Catch a ball. Okay, well it'd be better if he could. <laughs> but regardless, that dude, give him 20 carries, which we saw last year. Give him 20 carries, yeah. and he looks great. Oh, he's and amazing. It's, it's great. He's amazing. But he just he's, can't catch a ball. It's more of a – my problem with this is I, I get why you would roster Drake because Jacobs has not caught any balls, and Drake has that potential to catch balls who wasn't that great of a pass catcher in the first place because Chase Edmonds basically took his job. But I think Rojo's my problem is because that dude might get three or 30, and I don't like that. I want someone who's going to at least consistently give me 10. I think Javante Williams and Etienne are both going to step into roles – immediately whether they be limited or not they should be consistent and i like consistency in fantasy football because i i want to know i'm getting at least 10 points out of someone when i get that three or one on my on my uh score i i I get a little angry my vote was for ronald jones as well i think they just they like fournette and they're just going to keep using him in for some reason bruce arians whenever like they fumble or something that's that's what gets them out of the game which is what happened to Ronald Jones. I feel like he fumbled one ball, and they just were like, Fournette, you're going to come in. hold on to a football. And you, Yeah, but he also has had some really amazing games. Like, he, Does that man not, have any children? Because I would be absolutely terrified giving an infant to that fucker. Well, he is he Ronald Jones everything. the second. I don't know if he has – there's a third involved here or not yet. But <laughs> he's something I need to – I would need to look up. Oh, that's a good Google. Bubble wrap that baby. (laughs) But yeah, I like Javante. I like Travis Etienne. I think they're going to eat up a lot more work than people are going to give them credit for at the beginning of the season. They're going to be a late round steals and redraft leagues. And then Kenyon Drake. I hate, I hate Kenyon Drake. So he, he has done me so dirty last season with his nonsense where they give him like three runs from the goal line. He can't get it in. I just like, just can't get it in. I it's just. It, I always hate it. Happens, happens it to in. the best of us, but no to Kenyon Drake. I I just no. I can't do it. I I might have Josh Jacobs, so it might force me to take him, but I probably still might not. But it's a handcuff situation. If you have Josh Jacobs, I completely understand drafting Kenyon Drake. If you have Fournette, I understand. Well, actually, no, I don't, because Fournette and Rojo are probably right around the same time in that like seventh, eighth round, sixth together. round. Yeah, it's it's a tough time to grab both of them. I wouldn't want both of them because you'd always play the wrong one. 
so I had Kenyon Drake uh, side story here in a dynasty league. I had Kenyon Drake just sitting on my bench for like four or five years. And last year flipped him with cream hunt for Saquon. So pretty happy about that. That's actually a true story. Yeah, I should, I should send that. him like a, a thank you note or something. A bouquet. Maybe, maybe some flowers. Nice floral. Yeah. I just, do you think, do you think he likes flowers? Maybe a floral. Don't give up Saquon, especially or you're in dynasty and you have a top five running back. You don't trade them. You just hold on to them. You eat that year. You get a I draft did. pick. You go draft someone better. I traded him for Nick Chubb, though. So, I mean, in the end, it kind of made sense for my uh, that's, team. That's, you traded him for a top seven running back. I mean, right. someone you thought and might I be better. I got some other players, yeah. too. So. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not mad at you for that. I'm talking about that trade, though, in particular, that Joe raped someone. Yeah, that is rough. All right. So, we are going to go into the next tier, which is the last tier. The best tier, honestly, if you think about it in those terms. Uh, the tight ends. We got Kyle Pitts, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, and Blake Jarwin. Josh, who who of those four would you vote out? Track game. Um, did you say this is the best tier because it's almost over? Because uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I gotta say, and you, you did put me in this box here. We're talking about redraft league. Mm-hmm. I know Hunter Henry and Janu have a um, little rivalry. They're probably buddies actually in real life, but I think Hunter Henry's the better tight end here. Um, so I think he's going to win that battle. I think he'd be my next next vote out. I like Cole Komet, and I think Jimmy Graham is done in Chicago. So I think, and this is actually a really good tier. I will he's say, he's a red zone monster. No, Cole Komet looked great last year and his limited action, and I think that dude's going to be really good. Blake Jarwin also. Very, very, uh, a, a lot of people on that team, a lot of mouths to feed, but I think Blake Jarwin, they like their tight ends. They like their dump offs and none of their wide receivers are dump off guys. They lost Cole Beasley. So they don't have their. Simi Fehoko. Uh, okay. Well, he's not going to see. Well, the even field he's, one not he's not a dump off guy. He's yeah. Like, it's fine. Hey, he, he's not he going to be whatever he wants to be. Okay. Right? Anyway, obviously I went with Pitts here because he's a rookie. He's unproven and a lot of mouths to feed on that team as of right now. I just think in redraft leagues, I think if you can get him late, it's fine. But I think that he's going to go too high in redraft leagues as well because he went number four overall. So people are going to be high on him, and he'll probably get drafted before all three of these, and I would snag any of these three before him. (laughs) I'm going to vote Pitts out of this group for another reason. Um, I think he is a clear-cut top dog for his team as far as the tight end position. You brought up Johnny. You brought up Jimmy Graham. You brought up Dalton Schultz. Um, I didn't bring up Schultz because he's not. Well, in I'm going to bring up Schultz there, Josh, okay. because because he he performed last year. Um, I do think Jarwin's a more talented tight end here, and I think he's going to be a good fantasy tight end. Komet, I love him. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, between him and Johnny, I think it's a toss up each week. But Pitts really is the number one on his team. Hayden Hurst, he. Get him off the team. Get him out of the league. Hey, Nurse is still sure there, he's a nice guy. Hey, Nurse is still there. So there's still going to be targets. No, for him. no, 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 no. Hayden Hurst is not there. Hayden Hurst, in one night, a couple weeks ago, just lost every little ounce of value he has in this league right here. Kyle Pitts is the him. truth, man. I, I don't, him, I don't but... believe in rookie tight ends. I really don't. But I also do not view this man as a tight end at all. So because you're not only my vote my vote's for Blake Jarwin. There's too many mouths to feed there. He's coming off an injury and I think that he's going to need a little bit to get back into that offense and Dak who is coming back from injury also is going to need a couple 
you know, weeks to get back in. And I think that he's going to, he's going to focus on the guys that he needs to focus on Gallup, mm-hmm. Cooper and lamb. And you then Gallup is there come season. Yeah. They got, they I got at least see, Cooper they, gotta gonna be gone. This, they got to see what this offense can do once. That's Tech tough. only played like four games and he, he was out for the rest of the season. They never even got to see what the potential was. The defense was awful, so I think we kind of saw what was going to happen there, but they never Unpopular. really got the chance to let the whole thing go. Unpopular Which, opinion. I think Blake Jarwin is, I wouldn't say top four because he's definitely under the top three, but I think he's in the top six at the end of the year. I think he's a, a late round steal for tight ends. I think people are going to be scared about CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and Gallup. But I think, like you said, one of those is going to be gone probably by the end of the year trade deadline. Um, I think I think Blake Jarwin has some uh, some some late round value as at a tight he, end. Here's I, the argument for Pitts: He went number four. They're going to yeah, manufacture work for him. Yes, it is that you don't spend that kind of draft capital on a player and then just like, oh well, Hayden Hurst is still going to be our guy. I didn't what, say he was going to be the guy. The, he's still on the team. He's not going yeah, but they're anywhere. They're not going to use him that much. Like, absolutely, will get targets. I, you know, I don't want to get you back on the fifth thing. You guys baited that, me here. No, hurt, y'all, y'all baited me here. Y'all baited me about, here. No, <laughs> I don't know. no, no. I I think that it was a bad move for the Falcons. I think it was a bad move for people drafting them number three and four in dynasty. And I think it's a bad move if you draft him before Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, and Blake Jarwin. You don't spend a number you're four insane. pick on a player that you're not going to use. Just saying, like he, he's going to be. They're the not going to use him. Like, I just said he's not going to be that good because they got Especially him. That might one. have sealed Julio's fate. Like by them getting him, like they're no. gonna, he's going to be the. Mark Chase yes. would have sealed his fate. No, they're not the same player. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is not as tall as no, I Julio get it, Jones. but you you're gonna run out there with Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and then Kyle Pitts and think that you have a a fan. Uh, oh no, no, my apologies. You think you have a Super Bowl caliber team? Like you think you're gonna I mean, do they, anything? I don't. Do you think they you're gonna win anything more, with that? They don't. What are they doing now? They could replace Julio with Kyle Pitts. I mean, they're not as tall as each other, but they're wow. close. You're gonna now now you're putting Kyle Pitts in the Julio category. Wow. Usage wise, usage wise, sure. Why not? All right. So, what are your guys' realistic uh, statistics for Kyle Pitts this year? What do you guys think Kyle Pitts will get? Uh, we've heard enough about what I think about Kyle Pitts. I want to hear what you guys have. I I think he. What do you get, think he does? With no. eighteen with eighteen games, a thousand yards Seven, is not seventeen. Well, seventeen get seventeen. Eighteen weeks, seventeen games. I don't. It's not impossible for him to get to seven or to a thousand yards. Not Touchdowns, catches. What, what's your what's your assumptions? I'd say seven hundred <laughs> yards, and I'm thinking pins on a Julio's there. You just if said a thousand yards. If Julio's not there, a thousand yards is very easy. Probably eight touchdowns, maybe nine. If not Julio's not there, zone, he's a rookie tight end who's never played a, a down in the NFL, you're giving them nine touchdowns and a thousand yards, Billy. So what does a rookie, what does a rookie wide receiver anybody. come in and do? You just saw what Justin Jefferson did. He was a rookie last season. You were yeah. you were like, oh my god, a rookie is putting up a thousand no, yards. I was actually insane. just sad. I'm just sad that the Eagles didn't draft him. He was in every mock draft that they even. Came I get out it, with. but you would be shocked if Kyle Pitts is a rookie could do it. But you wouldn't be. You weren't I shocked when Justin think Jefferson. Think Kyle Pitts will do it. That's the thing. I will bet right now that he will not get a thousand yards. We already have the bet. It's already. Is it already on the books? Shot. Can we yes, make a second 100%. bet? Are you gonna do a second fireball shot? 
Oh, dude. Oh, you're, you're so wrong. But okay, that's fine. I get why you're hyped about it. He got drafted fourth overall, but you know how many times people get drafted number one overall and number two overall, Joe, um, that aren't that good? <clears throat> Trubisky. Draft him four uh, if he's going to be. Not really a Trubisky shot. Yeah, it was a Trubisky shot. I'm sorry. Not only did he get drafted number two, but we traded from number three. Hey, so to the Eagles. Two to draft they drafted. They they traded Wentz, but Wentz actually has proven that he can be a decent quarterback. So, all right. Anyway, all I'm right, done gentlemen. with the Kyle Pitts rant. I'm done. Yep. Let's go to commercial real quick. We will be back in 30 seconds to a minute. I'm not, keep forgetting how long this commercial is, and we will talk about the top five seconds. stories of the week. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies, or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly, so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. If you all have not joined that Black Ops tier yet, there is a lot of good information in there. You need to do it right Patreon now. Patreon to your Patreon. Go check it out. They're not wrong. Oh, they are, although they are wrong about Kyle Pitts. Anyway, um, uh, Billy, I think we're going to talk about uh, some news. Are we going to – how many stories we got today? We got – So God, was, I love it. Was that was that? We five? have five stories. We got five on it. Uh, the first one is a conspiracy theory that I kind of came up with. Well, whoa, 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 with whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm the conspiracy theory guy, man. Let All me, right, uh, take it me, away. Let me just go ahead and do this. Put your tinfoil oh. hat on, dude. I wish I had some tinfoil around right now. That I could crunch around the microphone, but uh, no. Uh, so conspiracy theory time. I wish we had an X X Files song uh, queued up, but that's fine. Um, so we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but the Atlanta Falcons released a series of promotional tweets. You know, uh, all those images that they showed up. Twenty twenty one schedule release, and notably absent from the photoshopped images was who? Wide receiver Julio Jones. Why is that, Joe? Why is that? Why is Julio Jones not <laughs> on his way to uh, his photo shoot? He tweaked his hamstring. And had to postpone it for six to eight weeks. That's why. I the fact that they put Young Hui Q in there, or as uh, Joe would like to call him, the Diary of a Young Ho. Um, 
the fact that they put their kicker in there and they put a defensive tackle in there and they didn't put Julio Jones, who's been on the team since freaking 1991. I know that's not accurate. Please don't fact check me on that one. <laughs> um, the fact that they didn't put that put him in there shows that this is more of an Aaron Rodgers situation than they, they wanted to let on. I thought they were going to draft Jamar Chase there and just seal it. And I know you guys think Kyle Pitts is that him sealing it, but I, I just, what, what do you think? Like, I mean, is he gone? Is he officially gone? Like, I mean, I know he's not gone yet, but like, are they done with him? He's gone Where? and he's gone and he, uh, they've already, they've already, they're already talking to people about who or where to send him. Why is and, there no news on this though? Like they're not coming. I, I know there's been a report on the, the, but they say that anytime any wide receiver has any situation that the Eagles are going to get them. But like there, I haven't seen anything on this. Like, Oh, Julio Jones interested in the Packers or interested in the Patriots or that part is the only part that I'm not sure of, because you would think by now we would have heard at least one team. That's like made a phone call about them or something. Usually the Eagles. Cause they apparently, yeah, always- they apparently I'm sure that every team him. in the league has inquired about Julio just to get a gauge as to what it is. I mean, they'd be stupid not to. Um, I think if anything, if this is to be taken seriously, I think Julio's playing it right by not saying anything and having no speculation at all. And the uh, deleting all Atlanta stuff off his Twitter or whatever they usually do. Like or he, he made his account private, so you couldn't you can't follow him. He's a smart dude. Every account should be private. It should be. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's a professional athlete. Some real friends they don't only. do that when they uh, have like brand partnerships and stuff. Maybe he's starting OnlyFans and he doesn't want his family finding out about it. Yeah. All right, That's so on, on the real, so we I think we all are in agreement that this was not just a accident or anything. Uh, where where does he go? Where do you guys think now he that goes? That right there, that that is the question that the Rams needs to be answered here. Dude, they but, do love they I, do love themselves some running or some wide receivers. They don't right? have they don't have the package for them. They don't have any first that, rounders. Yeah. Well, so as of just, right now, the only one with excess first rounders are the Eagles, which trust me, they've made it known because we're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. We're in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Anyone who's rumored right now, it's like, well, the, the Eagles have three first round picks next year. Um, but uh, I think the only two with the firepower to do it right now and not be like 2025 first rounders are the Eagles and the Dolphins, which would honestly, both the teams would be interesting. I mean, I, I really don't even really want Julio Jones because every time we buy an overpriced player, it hurts us in the long run, a.k.a. T.O. Namdi Asamoah, cornerback reference there. We'll get into some IDP next week. Do you really think with his age and that massive contract that it's going to take a ton to unload him from Atlanta if they're really trying to sell him? I think I think you think the price has got to be something, substan- something substantial. You, you can't just give him away. I get with his age. That is a good point because he probably only got two or three years left to to really be him, which is why, in my personal opinion, under underdog to get him here is the Indianapolis Colts. They love him some old wide receivers, and although they might not have their first-round pick this year because of the Eagles, um, I think they could still package something to get him, maybe a second-rounder and a player, something like that. They could trade uh, that tentative first to second round pick though too, and then give that like, oh, you might get a first if Wentz doesn't play good, and you know people could bank on that. So, not a bad, not a bad spot for him, honestly. I, I still just, uh, I, I don't know if uh, the Atlanta Falcons have traded with them and much in the past, but 
this just reads New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, man, he's stirring right now. He's like that Super Bowl. Well, they will never trade with them. They will never. I I agree. I agree. I agree. But they would for some players. They would for a defensive player, and the Patriots are chock full of those. And I don't know who it would be, but they could easily throw some throw something interesting their way. Uh, the Patriots are chock full of star, uh, a little older, but uh, star defensive players. So that plus some picks. I mean, I just I don't. I, well, what's the value here? Do you think two first rounders? Because I feel like that's a bit of a stretch at this point. Okay. I don't think you give up two firsts for them. I, I, I think you could give up one first. Or you can a give first up a, a player and something like I, I just don't think you can give up a first, I, I, two firsts. I mean, multiple yeah. firsts. That would be that's crazy to me. I would He's say not, a first, especially for Atlanta, first and a defensive player, like because that's what they need. Their defense has been trashed for about five years now. I mean, they have good players. They just never seem to clutch it. Um, for the Patriots, I mean, throw throw a first rounder next year and uh, something else like hell. The Browns should. With OBJ form. <laughs> Julio Jones is due fifteen million dollars this year. On that one, I think with his age being thirty-two, with that massive contract, if the Falcons truly are done with him, I don't think it would take a substantial amount to get him away. I mean, you could, like you said, defensive player. I mean, the Rams, I think, would make a ton of sense. He's he's definitely going to want to go to a contender, and you know. Players nowadays definitely have the say in everything. I think you could do Jalen Ramsey for something and give Sean McVay that crazy. Hey, no way they're giving trade. away Jalen Ramsey. I'm oh, gonna yeah. have to agree. I'm gonna have to agree. There's no way that they would give him away. Yeah, I, I, I would, Atlanta dead. would have to throw in more stuff to make that think, trade happen. I think they've already rumored like JC Jackson and Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots, like as trade candidates because of their massive contracts. So I feel like a contract swap would be the best thing. I know that's not a huge NFL thing and there's no way they can cut Julio. You can't cut Julio because you eat 30, 50 million June. That really, that's going to be telling is when June comes around. Well, same with Ertz. I think the amount of dead money goes away June 1st. Um, I mean, it's so still we'll a lot, be, but it's not as much. Yeah, it's not. A, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I think it's half of what it would be if they cut him right now. I almost um, guarantee that Ertz gets traded like June 1st, June 2nd. Like it's going to be like pretty much immediate. I think. All right. Well, I know this isn't part of our news, um, but Ertz, where, where's his spot? Is it Colts? Is it uh, are they going to swap Arizona for uh, I hope Arizona because I cannot I can't take Dan Arnold for another year. Like, Why is he a tight end? Why is what I don't know. He needs to be not on. He the sounds team. like an accountant. Exactly. I went to my accountant Dan Arnold and got my taxes done. No. Yeah. Ertz needs, Ertz needs to go there. Go to Dan Arnold. Yeah, exactly. He just needs to be in the Phoenix area. His face could be on a billboard, have the whole thing. I think the Hicks no more. swaps almost perfect, honestly, because we, we we miss Hicks. I mean, we got some linebackers finally as, as on the Eagles, but um, I think that that would be perfect because neither neither teams need the people. So, right. all right. Anyway, let's let's okay. get on. Let's move. Yeah, on. let's get on to number two. Uh, the Green Bay Packers signed Kirk Ben Kirk on Sunday. He will now be vying with Blake Bortles and Jordan Love for the backup role in Green Bay. Kinda. Is this? possibly a sign for green bay gearing up to move on from aaron Rodgers. the fact that they're signing all of these quarterbacks no i don't think i, I agree with joe there it's not that's not a sign that they're gearing up to trade aaron Rodgers because none of those people are 
Valis starters. They're all backup quarterbacks. Uh, Jordan Love has the best chance to be a starter at this point. Blake Bortles is a backup quarterback. Uh, it's a who's the Chase guy, not Jamar. He's won as many playoff games Chase as Daniel. Aaron Rodgers this decade. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's it's Chase. It's a Chase. It, Blake Bortles has Chase Daniels written all over it. Um, he's a backup. Jordan Love could start, but I just he's kind of like David Mills uh, and and Mond. I just not not quite QB ready or uh, NFL ready. I think the, what what this is saying is they don't know what they're going to get in the package with Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to have to trade him for a quarterback because with that team that they have with Devonte Adams, with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, they got to trade them. And honestly, their defense really didn't look bad last year, surprisingly, because the Packers defense has been pretty bad over the years. I think that they know that they're going to get a quarterback with them. They just don't know what yet. It could be Derek Carr with the, the with the Raiders. It could be Daniel Jones with the Giants. There's been a lot of rumors with that. Um, I'm sure they probably rumored Jalen Hurts, which, God, I hope not. Oh, speaking of, uh, and this I, I'm done ranting about the Eagles after this, but they, they rated uh, – someone came out with a list of the, the 32 quarterbacks in order – they put Jalen Hurts at number 31. The only person under him was uh, freaking uh, Denver, Drew Locke. The only person under him was Drew Locke. They put Jalen Hurts at number 31. I was like, where do you get off? This dude started four games. You that really think he's going to be the 31st quarterback out of all these quarterbacks that are out there? That like, We got Sam Darnold above him. We have Sam Darnold. All right, I'm done. I'm done. That That is crazy. By Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. Really? You think this uh, is all a show? Yeah, like a he's thing. not going anywhere. He's either going to retire or he's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, which I believe is going to happen. So you, so, you think it's like a face? All like the Devon uh, Adams shares you can right now. What? It's like a relationship where on Facebook, like the girl writes this like long ass post about like how I'm leaving. He's done this to me, blah blah blah, and then she ends up like going back to him. You think this is? A similar yeah. situation. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I think this is getting way blown out of proportion right here. I really do. Um, those relationships usually end up really well. So I would. <laughs> hey man, oh, yeah, that's all the not people the I've case. seen those are doing really well on, on Facebook. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> anywhere. <least. laughs> all right, time out. So, do, do I didn't see his uh, Jeopardy performance, but was it that good? Like, does he have a career no. in that? No. He was oh, not. Okay. The, no, he, he's Aaron he Rodgers. Good, he's not. He's, he's not. not retiring. He's not retiring. He's not done. He wants another ring. Whether he, I, I, I personally think he's going to go to the Denver Broncos. I think that's his. I think that's the move for I him. So it's the Peyton Manning situation all over again. It's like almost like the perfect age. John Elway knows that he can't draft a quarterback for some goddamn reason. So he knows that Aaron Rodgers is good, and I think he saw what Peyton did. And I think there's going to be way too many storylines. Joe Buck's going to be talking about it. And I, we're just gonna have to deal with it. That's just what's gonna happen. I, I, I that's just my opinion. I, it could go anyway. Right now, there's a lot of rumors. Lock first, then a couple other picks. Bradley Chubb has been rumored in that. I, it's just there's been too much. Ring it uh, in. I, I could still see the 49ers though. He wants to be uh, next there's to his no uh, fiance. Way. Fiance. Zero percent. It's weird, but it's it's happened before. I mean, look at Eli. Look at Philip Rivers. Drew Brees. A lot of quarterbacks get traded at a young age. I'd Trey take, Lance is going to be the you're quarterback. Telling me, you're telling me you wouldn't take almost a guaranteed because if Aaron Rodgers is on the San Francisco 49ers, that's pretty much a guaranteed. Super I would Bowl. say if you didn't have to give up anything, like literally nothing, because they don't have a first rounder next year. So, like literally, I don't know. They would have to give up nothing. They're to... immediate contenders both years, though. Yeah, but what are they giving up? Like it's going to have to be Trey something. Lance and a, and a first or a second. No, or something. That, that's, that's exactly that's where I would stop that. And there's no way. 
Maybe if they had, to trade I know you're high on Trey Lance, but they're I mean, high on Trey Lance. They traded up for him. I get it. I just, I like, can why see would it. you give up a first rounder next or two first rounders? It would go back to Joe's, and draft uh, him and then trade for Aaron Rodgers, which you could have done anyway. It would go back to Joe's thing about wanting to dine in parents and stuff. But I just, I don't know. I'm saying it's an opportunity. I still think it's Denver, but well, I think that San Francisco is an option. I just, you can't rule it out. He wants to be. He's not going it. anywhere. Do y'all want to know a fun fact about Trey Lance? Why we're I do. An hour and ten into this podcast. Yeah, well, this will be a he's, quick one. We're not going to do hour twenty. He's rumored to be dating Colin Cowherd's daughter, which is just an interesting fun fact. Colin That's Cowherd's going to talk a lot of shit if that goes poorly. We are going to move on to number three with that fun fact. <laughs> Live update from the NBA game: the Warriors are up seventeen to thirteen on the oh, Lakers. Yeah, they are. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. number three. Okay, Urban Myers win, right? No. Do what? I thought right, they good. just get to play on Thursday. I think. Yeah, they, I saw that. That was Friday. weird. I did not realize that the seven and eight seed gets to play again to try to win. Yeah, because they yeah they still get to stay in. Okay. Anyway, number three, Urban Meyer said over the weekend that the first round running back Travis Etienne will be taking all of his mini camp reps at wide receiver. Why does he hate us? Because he loves me. He loves that I just traded for James Robinson. I sent him a note, and he's like, yeah, fuck Etienne. We're going to line him up as wide receiver. I think I, – I, I don't – obviously, it's not because of Joe. I And, Joe, I don't want you to get upset here. I just don't think it's about you. I think it's, it's more about – It's all about me. It's not about me, Josh. It's about I, you. I think what this is is Etienne had a little bit of a rough year, his third year, comparatively to his other two awesome years. Um, I think what this is, is basically him trying to say, Hey, you're not a wide receiver, but you're going to, you're going to get be the pass catching back. I think what they're going to do is they're going to try to take the load off James Robinson, beef him up um, and get him to be that like bell cow back. Cause he has the opportunity to be that guy. He was just good at pa- catching balls last year. But if you have that guy who is designated as the pass catching back, and I think that's, what's going to happen. You're going to have the James Robinson as the runner, and the, the the two down back, and then you got the guy who you come in for those third and tens and third and sevens and whatnot. I think Etienne's going to start off that way. I think it's anyone's game uh, who's going to be the better running back. I think James Robinson is obviously talented, and they're not going to let him go because even on that next contract, he's going to be cheap because of being undrafted. But I think they're going to have those two, and I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a two that they can lock up right away. I think that's why they drafted Etienne. I think they want to they want to have a two running backs that they see what happens to these guys. They see what happened saw what happened to Christian McCaffrey, Saquon last year. They want these guys to be healthy. They want to have options. They don't want to have one guy and then have nothing behind it. No offense to Mike Davis or whoever the hell was on the Giants, Gallman. Gallman, who's now in San Francisco, by the way. <laughs> I think why not? I think the- I think this is just a smoke screen. I think they're just practicing him catching the ball. I, I, that's literally, I think it's just getting uh, reps and repetition, catching the ball because that's how they play on using him. And even if he does end up taking over the running back spot overall, still going to be plenty of dump off passes that probably kind of tips their hand of what their kind of team they're wanting to be too. If you think about it, um, the fact that they're putting their first round wide receiver. I also think that they just were like completely like, mind fucked that Kadarius Tony went to the Giants. Yeah. Because that seems to have really thrown them uh, exactly. Honestly, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I think that yeah. was. I think they're like, oh no, I don't even know what to do now. Like let's just get 
his running back in college. Yeah, go get him. Sure. And I think that's kind of how this all came together. But I think yeah, I agree. I agree with that part. I think that uh, there there's a lot of pairings with people, and they're like, "Hey, man, do you want someone?" And they're like, "He's like, well, yeah." And okay, well, you know, I think it's pair. really all the stuff that they did at Clemson together. I mean, <clears throat> the running back screen, the running back slants, and all that stuff is something that Trevor Lawrence and Etienne really did not do much together on there. So getting them on the same page in camp makes a lot of sense right there just because they have all that experience. It's not like they're going to have to practice handing off, you know, the handoff and they're not going to have to practice that. So learning the offense on the outside is going to be huge for a guy like that. I mean, he already knows how to run. So yeah, why not teach him those? Okay. Number four, this one will be probably pretty quick. I don't know. Um, Dan Campbell told report, reporters that he would like a pet lion at the practice. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, wants a lion at practice. What is the most outrageous animal that you could possibly have at a football practice? I I think uh, I, I think that's probably it. I think that that is probably the most outrageous. I mean, bring a big cat in there. I mean, you're thinking of the Eagles. You're like, okay, you got an Eagle there. That's cool. They do that every year. Every year. Seahawks, same. You know, any bird, animal. Uh, a bear is pretty terrifying too, but I think a what this is all my choice. A, a bear would be pretty terrifying, but I think in general, I think what this is, is he's trying to spark something. He's trying to show that he, he, it's fun. Like we want, we want, we're, we're here to have fun, but we're here to, we're here to try to play. He's, he's a new coach. He's trying to show that he can do something. Um, I, I really just think that this is all about, um, uh, showing, Hey, look at this fucking big beast of a, of a animal and be like, Hey, this is what I want you to be on the field. I think it's, I think it's kind of a, in a window there. Not that. So let's say practice is going horrible and no one's doing what they need to do. You just release the lion then, right? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone figure out how to get around this damn lion and get to the locker room. We're looking for Tyreek Hill speed here. You better run (laughs) fast. Well, then they need a cheetah, but, uh, but I think, I think like a mother gorilla, who uh, you just separate her from her baby and throw her out on the field there? Okay, would be yeah. would be incredible. All my visions are the animal actually being loose on the field, which and, and is one of the pe- one of the football happen. players holding yeah. the baby gorilla like as a football. Oh my! Well, you paint, you paint you rub the football on the baby and then you paint it. So it you could do like it as a, a baby bear too at the Bears practice. Uh, I feel like don't, a gorilla. Don't injure my team, Billy. Okay, well. <laughs> Don't worry, Aaron Donald's gonna do that week one when they face him. Oh fuck yourself! No, I want to see Jalen Ramsey against Mooney, man. I, I, I mean, I know he's not. Gonna Mooney is his father. Much. Mooney is. Uh, I'm sorry, but Mooney is DK Metcalf's grandfather. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that is going on huh. right now. If you put, uh, if you type in Darnell Mooney on Wikipedia, it says he is Jalen Ramsey's father. It wow. is a fun fact. Yeah, <laughs> talk about fun facts. Okay, we're we'll move on. We'll move on to number five. Yeah, we are full of um, the Patriots, Dolphins, Colts, and Eagles all have a bye on week 14 of the NFL season. In years past, week 14 would have been most fantasy leagues round one of the playoffs. Uh, we can't know how week 18 is going to affect fantasy just yet, but what are your views on this first irregular year? It's going to change after this year. Like they're going to go back to 16 games? No, I mean, the, there's not going to be a week 14 bye. Like yeah. like you said, the NFL oh, had yeah. no idea 
the NFL did not plan and think it was going to affect fantasy the way it that's did. That's what, um, yeah, they are. All, that's what they've said so far. Yeah, I mean, especially with Week 18. I mean, that gives you one more game to know how far separated you are from the other teams in the division. I think you're going to run into, like you brought up earlier, Billy, the the NBA and how they're resting players. You know, it could. I think it's going to screw a lot of stuff up. So I don't see it lasting more than this year. Yeah, I get nervous because I think with the added week that they might introduce like a like a team like where they sit some of the players just to kind of give them a rest a week off and that makes me a little nervous because i mean for fantasy it's kind of a disaster if you don't have your full team out there and you don't really know when they're gonna choose to be like oh you're gonna get a week off this week and they're just gonna kind of spring it on us that's my fear with the added week going in yeah i mean depending on what fantasy leagues do and i think everybody should have that discussion especially with week 14 still being a buy i think every fantasy league should determine are we going to start our playoffs the 15th instead? Um, so honestly, my, my biggest thing here is um, I saw something the other day that week 13, the Tampa Bay Bucks had last year as a, as a buy and they won the Super Bowl. week, tw- uh, week 12 in 2019, the chiefs had as a Super Bowl uh, as a bye week and won the Super Bowl week 11, the, uh, the Patriots had in 2018 or 2019, I don't know, math uh, as a Super Bowl. Do you think one of these teams is the Super Bowl champion right now? And Didn't I mean, all of those teams have a first round bye as well. Um, yes, the Patriots, Chiefs, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, I believe Bucks, they all had a first Bucks, round. Did, first they didn't, yeah, the Bucks, Bucks had to did, play Green Bucks Bay. Did, did, did the Bucks? Oh, they did not. Yeah, the Saints were actually pretty good. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so the Bucks did not, but everyone else did. But I'm just saying, it's just Eagles an interesting. No. I'm not saying it's the Eagles, man. It might be no. the Patriots or Dolphins or Colts, man. There's four teams yeah, there. I'm sure that's why that you said that. I just thought it was interesting. Patriots or Colts are going to Fun fact. Okay, Billy. Just because oh, your here we team. Go. Here we go with the just, fun facts. Just because your team hasn't won a Super Bowl ever doesn't mean that you need to be mad at me. Oh, that's because Billy doesn't have a team, by the way. I just wanted to let the let I don't really. Know. I like the Browns, but. He likes Baker Mayfield. Exactly. I, I think if Baker Mayfield was in front of him right now, he would he would bang him. At least blow him. Let's not take anything off the table. Just saying. No, I just wanted to say <laughs> that's an offensive point. That is all right. Well, speaking Dang. of that, let's get to our closing thoughts of the evening. Um, Josh, do you have anything that I you always, need to get out? Always have something. But this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it light. Uh, we're not gonna talk about Kyle Pitts because we've already touched on that. Like every episode can we not talk about kyle pitts next week i'm looking forward to it anyway i'll somehow bring it up but anyway uh i just want to say it is 9 39 which somehow the blues game has not started yet um uh, but uh this is this is wednesday for us thursday maybe later for you guys uh i just want to say let's go blues man hoping they uh do something and also uh fuck lebron i want to see him cry tonight so i'm looking forward to watching these two games <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my only closing point is um, if you have Twitter or if you Google, just try to follow what some of the camp reporters are saying from the NFL. Um, they usually have a pretty good idea of what players are looking good, what players may be doing a little bit better or worse in camp. That's how you're going to find your James Robinsons, your Darren Wallers, like these players that just come out of nowhere, essentially. Um, they're going to kind of start getting that buzz through camp. So if you follow those reporters, you might actually get your hand, a hand tipped to you about what players may be doing good in camp. 
Also, yes, while you're on while you're on that Twitter, uh, just go ahead and give us all a like. Uh, it's at offensive points or offensive points, however you want to say it. But uh, just give us a like uh, if you like our show. Uh, give us a like on at offensive points on Twitter. Fair enough. All right, Joe, finish us out. All right, guys. So, <clears throat> as a golf professional, I spend a lot of time talking golf, and I'm an avid golf fan. Uh, the PGA Championship is this weekend, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, I I already have my DraftKings lineup in. I watch the majors like crazy. Um, always a great weekend when it's a major. Now, they're playing this one at Kiowa in Charleston, South Carolina. It is playing at 78 or 7,876 yards, which is the longest major ever in a tournament. So I have some golfers here that I think uh, – could really be a steal if you're doing any DraftKings lineups, putting some bets down. And I do have my favorite. Or that Monkey I will Knife Fight, possibly. Yeah, or down on Monkey Knife Fight. Um, so a good statistic to look for in a tournament like this where it's long is strokes game driving. Um, so Scotty Scheffler is number one in that category this year. And I really think that if you put him in a DraftKings lineup, if you want to put some money on him for top five, uh, that would be a phenomenal bet there. He's been playing some great golf. Uh, Dustin Johnson has probably the coolest storyline coming into this tournament. He is the world number one. He is from South Carolina. And it would be a really cool story to see him win. He is number nine in strokes game driving followed by Victor Hovland. Um, those are my three picks based on strokes gained driving. Now, I'm going to share with you my DraftKings lineup. I did put it in a 50-50 here, um, but I have Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Rose, Leishman, Corey, Corey Connors, God, can't read my own handwriting, and Robert McIntyre. Um, I went heavy on the, the, the English guys here. Um, they know how to play in the wind. I went with the Texas guy in, uh, in Scheffler there. And DJ has the cool story on it. So my steal of the tournament, though, is Mark Leishman. Um, he's got plus 5,500 odds to win. So if you put $10 on him to win, you can win $556 there. He, um, he has been playing some phenomenal golf there. And I wanted to shout out to our uh, Australian listeners there. Give them some credit. I think Leishman's a hell of a steal at that price, though. So go put some money on Mark Leishman and uh, – not too much because I don't want you to yell at me. But uh, I think he's a phenomenal bet there at that price. So enjoy the tournament this weekend. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I lived in South Carolina for a while, so be nice to go home for a little bit. Sounds good. All right. Well, follow us on at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow at Ombre Vendor. Follow at Josh Hall STL. 1H. I appreciate you putting that one H in there and at Wiggins Joseph on Twitter as well. And just follow at the IDP army um, on Twitter. That'd be great. Follow the discord. If you're into discord, um, we've got plenty of fun stuff coming up next week. We're going to be talking to our boy, Jordan about IDP. He's going to have a little chit chat with us about IDP people that we maybe don't even know about. He has stats just memorized for some reason. So, Hopefully he can help us out in that department. I know we're offensive points, but we also do play IEP, all three of us, in multiple leagues. Way yes, too next many. week will be defensive points. So, all right, Joe, go ahead and close us out, man.
All right, guys. Thanks for the support as always. We always enjoy uh, talking to each other and uh, and putting on a show for you. So like these guys said, reach out to us, shoot us some questions. If there's anything you want talked about during the podcast, please let us know. And uh, really appreciate it. So you guys have a good uh, good rest of your week. And we are getting closer to football season. Good night. <laughs>